Happy Flashback Friday! It's Producer Char here. With over 600 episodes in the can, we occasionally like to share some of our older favorites that new listeners might not have had a chance to hear. So this week, we're going back to 2017 to episode 217 with writer-director and actor Danny Strong. If it feels like deja vu, it isn't. We just dropped a recent conversation with Danny last episode, catching up and talking about his newest project, Dope Sick, which is currently streaming on Hulu. Again, this is one of our faves, and we thought it'd be fun to revisit with all of you on the heels of having him on again, roughly 400 episodes later. Hope you enjoy and have a great weekend. Hey, Bitch Talkers, episode 217 of the podcast. <laughs> You can find us at bitchtalkpodcast.com. You can find us on Twitter at Bitch Talk Podcast, Facebook, Bitch Talk Podcast, Instagram, Bitch Talk Podcast. It's one word. <laughs> or you can just email us and say hi at therealbtpod at gmail.com. We just had a really fun interview with a guy that I think a lot of people have grown up with. His name's Danny Strong. He was on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. He was on Gilmore Girls. Uh, he's written directed co-created a bunch of stuff maybe you've heard about it empire <laughs> uh the butler which was a film uh, with you know someone named oprah winfrey he uh has hunger won Emmys. Games. oh yeah that thing too hunger i don't know games. maybe yeah yeah low budget film called very low, hunger games <laughs> low budget <laughs> it's very low budget but he is making his directorial debut in a film called rebel in the rye which is about the writer jd salinger and Ange and i just came out of a room uh came out of a room with him and we were cracking up <laughs> not the kind of interview we thought we would have but definitely a bonus interview this year we took some turns yeah well, there were some we took uh, <laughs> sidetrack <laughs> conversations different turns <laughs> those are always my favorite that's char <laughs> those are always my favorite interviews i was just happy that char was laughing so that's that's when it's a good interview is that, is that it it takes yes, a lot to make me laugh it, well it's the it's the test it's really. true remember in the last episode she laughed out loud you were making fun of me and i was like i char. didn't i wasn't making fun of you i just said maybe they loosely based the new character of america's greatest no american greatest hero or whatever Any, off of you anyway back to yeah. <laughs> anyways uh just, episode 216 that was episode <laughs> 216 yes but this one danny is hilarious uh we're all the same height which is great and the, something Not magical happens when there's a room of people that are all the same height i think that's what happened we just witnessed yeah eye to eye <laughs> we're all eye to eye <laughs> not eye to pits which we're not normally. eye to pits yeah that's so. not a name. Um, so yeah, enjoy this interview <laughs> with Danny. Go see Rebel on the Rye. It's it, it's a small budget movie, actually. So please go support that and enjoy our interview. Bitch, please. Oh. Danny Strong, hello. How are you? I'm good. Are we just going to do that? That's my like sexy this? voice. I like it. It's nice. There's candy. This is awesome. Uh, yeah, there is candy. <laughs> I brought it for you. Thank you. Any color you want. You can have two. Uh, I think we should be talking about your film. It's your directorial debut. My directorial debut. It's called Rebel in the Rye. Rebel in the Rye. It's about J.D. Salinger. Mm -hmm. uh, you have a very eclectic past in terms of what you've been a part of, uh, what you've written for, what you've acted in. How <laughs> how was this your first directorial debut? And, and why J.D. Salinger? What do you mean by how was it? How, how did it come to be that this was your uh, first? I just read a biography on Salinger mm -hmm. about five years ago called J.D. Salinger life by mm -hmm. Kenneth Linsky it had just come out 
And I read it, and I thought, wow, this would make an amazing movie, this story of him writing Catcher in the Rye. Mm-hmm. And, I, and then I thought, I should direct that because it's about a writer. Right. So that mm-hmm. was literally that kind of simple. All, all my stuff usually uh, comes from that very simple place of, oh, I like this idea. I should do that. That's what Angela and I do all the time. We're like, oh, we like that. Let's just go do Let's it. Let's just do it. Yeah. yeah. So it wasn't it wasn't overly calculated. I thought um, I thought it could be a very cool first film for me to direct. Mm-hmm. Uh, that it could be done on a budget, a very interesting subject matter. Mm-hmm. You say budget, but wow. you have huge stars in it. Yeah, and I was just <laughs> going to say it's it's quite ambitious too. I mean, not only is it set in in the past, and it's also there's a war scene. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's all these things that. I wouldn't think it would be budget friendly, but it, but well, I had <laughs> you made it so yeah. It was it was a it was a low budget though, and um and we we got these actors to work at a fraction of what they normally mm-hmm. work for, and then the war was very. I had to do it very economically, mm-hmm. <laughs> creatively. I shot all the war scenes in one day. Wow! Really? Yeah, I had one day for those for that whole war sequence. You just dug a hole and you're like, all right. I mean, <laughs> it was so difficult. <laughs> you're like, I want a hole right here. Yeah, I want a hole. We can do it right now. And I need sun. You ladies are funny. <laughs> I like this. It is called bitch talk. Is so. it is a bitch talk? Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, welcome. Yeah. Uh, as the co-creator of Empire, I think we got to have bitch talk on the show. Oh, oh hell yeah. We use yeah. the word bitch. A we, lot. But, but we're not very budget friendly, just yeah. so you know. Yeah. <laughs> we have we have a lot of needs. Yeah, but no, we'll, I get that. We'll dig a hole if you need. I, yeah, I, I mean, we're not opposed. Uh-huh. Back to Revel in the uh, Rock. Oh yeah, that's yeah. why we're here. Um, yeah. Go ahead. Well, I I wanted to bring up that. Uh, you had read Catcher in the Rye, and it kind of stuck with you too, right? So not in a really obsessive way. Okay, yeah. not like I the mean, people in the film that not were like waiting the around. In the film. Yeah. I read it when I was fourteen. Mm-hmm. Like when a lot of people read it, I I loved it. Um, I I was always sort of one of those books that when you think about high school, oh, that was one of my favorite books in high school. Was the exactly. Catcher in the Rye. Yeah, yeah. Um, I probably read the rest of his works because it's not a very extensive amount of work. Uh, in college would be my guess because I know I I had read it all. Except mm-hmm. Hapworth, which is his last published piece, mm-hmm. uh, which I read researching this film. Um, but uh, yeah, so it, it was not as if Salinger was this uh, person that I was obsessed with over the years. And I, but he was such a huge mystery when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. was this American enigma. It was a real American mystery of what happened to J.D. Salinger. Yeah. What's he doing? What, the, what is he writing? What's why isn't he writing? What, yeah. And um, so when I saw this biography for sale, I just thought, well, there's the answers to those high school mysteries right in that book. So mm-hmm. that that was literally why I bought it. Wow. His ambition and his um, wanting to succeed and being rejected over and over and over again. It reminded me not only of myself, but of all my friends that are writers, that are professional writers. And just there was a universal quality to what he went through. Um, and his perseverance to me exemplifies what it truly means to be a writer and to be an artist. Mm-hmm. And in his case, what made the story uh, so special and, from, in my opinion, deserving to be a movie is that one of his obstacles was World War Two. <laughs> And was D-Day <laughs> and the Battle of the Bulge and the Hurricane yeah. Forest and the concentration camps and then being institutionalized mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right after the war with quote-unquote battle fatigue. Right. Um, these were his obstacles that are some of the greatest obstacles anyone could could have. And yet he wrote, and he wrote The Catcher in the Rye 
through these obstacles. And, mm-hmm. and um, after the war, he didn't write for 18 months. He had clear PTSD symptoms, mm-hmm. right? And yet he started to write again. And then he finally writes this masterpiece that uh, is about a troubled teenager uh, who's, who's having a nervous breakdown. And he's talking to us from a mental institution. Mm-hmm. And clearly there must have been some parallels from his wartime experience and what he experienced after the war and to have someone go through all that and to come out of it creating this book that would change millions and millions of lives for decades to come to me was a very beautiful story and one that I was very moved by. As a writer and creator yourself, do you ever feel a little bit of J.D. Salinger's um, wanting to remove yourself from that world ever? Not really. Not extreme like that? No, I'm sort of the opposite. I write in coffee shops. I need white noise around Mm -hmm. me. I need people around me. I'm, I'm not big in the... I'm not a big isolator. Right. I'm a creature of the city. I moved to New York City eight years ago to help with from my, LA. From LA. Wow. Because I just I got the ADD real bad. New York I City helps with that. Yeah. <laughs> I think everyone does now because of our phones. But. Right. Yeah. But now really bad. Yeah. Um, Nicholas Holt, uh, his performance was pretty amazing from when he was the young J.D. Salinger to when you see him at the end. Um, can you talk a little bit about that and, and how he felt playing the role? Uh, I think he felt a lot of pressure, but I think he was really excited to do it. I know a lot of actors were scared of it, hmm. which is one of the things I love about Nick is that he was scared, but in a in a way of an artist challenging himself, I need to do this. This is a great part. I should play it as opposed to being terrified of it. I remember I did this movie called Game Change where uh, Mm -hmm. uh, Julian Moore played Sarah Palin Mm -hmm. and we were having dinner a few weeks before we started shooting and she was really scared and was working on the accent (laughs) and just killing herself to do the accent and then she looked at me and she said "Eh, and if it's not any good, hey what are you going to do? And I just thought that's the right attitude. (laughs) Right. I mean that's the right attitude. Um, While you're doing research, were you able to talk with anyone that knew him or family? Oh, really? Well, uh, I I did speak to people that knew him or (coughs) knew people that knew him. Mm -hmm. Um, As far as the family goes, his daughter wrote a memoir. Okay. So I had very intimate knowledge of his daughter's feelings about her father Mm -hmm. because she wrote a whole book about it that Mm -hmm. I was able to buy and read. Mm -hmm. Um, I did have off-the-record communication with the estate. Which is all I'll say about that. Okay. It sounds so mysterious. I know. It? Okay. It's a great, more, it's a great, more. Mystery, great mystery. We'll talk about that at the Tonga. Yeah, 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 we'll, exactly. yeah, yeah. Um, I kind of want to talk about your, your background in terms of uh, recount and game change. Uh, are you thinking about doing any more pol- pol- political film, On, movie, Like a Mike TV? Pence biopic? Like Mike Pence Whatever. and his teens? <laughs> sure. Like a Paul Ryan river rafting oh movie? God, you, I mean, you have so much stuff <laughs> now. <laughs> I mean, how can you not want to write about it? Uh-huh. Are you feeling that? Are you talking that? about Elizabeth Warren's a struggle to decide if I'm she was going to run in 2016. <laughs> yeah, year and I think a half. that would be a great movie. Just Elizabeth Warren trying to figure out: should I run? Should I not? Yes, all of it. I think she never was going to run. I don't think. I think that was always it was just a no a with her. It was just. I a mean, tease. barely. I was barely. Remember, it was. I think about like yeah. a two-week period. Maybe, maybe. Maybe. I thought there was more Bernie Elizabeth Warren talk. That's what yeah, I thought. Teaming up. Maybe she. Yeah. Was, that she would be his VP. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Maybe in the future, I don't um, know. But um, yeah, there's so much to work with now. Are you thinking about writing yes. more? Yes, you are. I'm thinking about it. 
I don't know what it is. Okay. Because there's too much to write about? I don't know. I mean, I have to read some histories on it, um, which I read the Bannon book that just came out. And um, so I'm already starting that? to. <laughs> it was cool. It was very interesting. Okay. Um, it was. Um, um, and uh, I'm going to read the Katie Turr book next, okay. which I think just came out, which I just downloaded. Which Man, I'll be you're listening a reader. To. Okay. Wow. I like to listen yeah. to books. Okay. It's nice when they when someone reads it to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's just nice, it's like, isn't that? It's nice when you're a kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if if there's um, I don't know if I'll do it or not. I'd like to, but mm-hmm. I I can only do it if I think there's a great movie. Right. I can't just do it to do it. I just was wondering if you were in. I don't know if it's inspired is the word really right now, but. The Rant, Rance Priebus story? Sure. <laughs> a week in the life of Rance? Yeah, any of them. <sighs> Sorry. We'll see. I didn't want to end on a low note, you guys. There's a lot of bitch talk <laughs> going on here. We're really bitching right yeah, now. This is some real bitch talk. Uh, sorry. So Rebel on the Right comes <laughs> is, is already that it? out. We're end it. Why don't we ask me something else? All right. And What's it like being a Jew in America? <laughs> sure. Let's well, end on that note. Being a five foot two Jew. <laughs> It's a very special thing, ladies. You have a unique perspective. Do you? Yeah, my whole goal was to make um, five foot two sexy for the modern era. Hey, you're talking to the right crowd. We are all the same. You're all five foot two? Yes. And I think we're killing it, right? Are we redefining sexy for the modern era? Yes. Except when we're in concerts and it's standing room only. Then we suck. It sucks to be us. So so here's here's how I I solve that problem. I just don't go to concerts. Because I feel so self-conscious. Because I'm so surrounded by, I can't see anything. Well, we're in like armpit range. Yeah, I just yeah. can't. Just I just shit. can't. Or you I just keep saying nothing. excuse me all the way to the front. It's That's funny. What you do. Is I'm fairly cocky or confident when I or delusional. <laughs> you pick, you pick your word. And uh, but it's it's sometimes I'll be in a crowd and I'll be surrounded by people that are much taller than me, mm-hmm. and then I'll feel very self conscious. Oh well, you should go down to Chinatown. I feel great there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna let you have that. I'm not gonna even kind of touch that. Angela is Asian American, everyone, so she can say that. So yeah. She can say that. No, we're all the same height. It's great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> some dim sum, feel good. I love dim sum. Yeah. Exactly. I've been exactly. no carbine for a f- few months now. How's that oh. going? It's been going great. Really? None yeah. Zero, Zero it no bread. Energy? It's the energy. It gives me so that's much I, energy, yeah. which I love. And, and, and someone, that's why I decided to do it ultimately, was a friend of mine was telling me how much energy he had. Mm-hmm. And I get very sluggish, mm-hmm. as one yes. does. And, uh, and I've been loving it. And it really hasn't been that difficult. Really? Yeah. Well, this when you interview took a whole side turn. Is this going to air? <laughs> Are yeah, you putting tonight, all this in? actually. Yeah. <laughs> Go see Rebel in the Rye. Yeah, it opens tomorrow in the Bay Area at 9.15. It does open yes. tomorrow in the Bay Area. Yeah, I was trying to get to and that. Wait, wait, and then wait, we talked about cars. And you ladies, did you, wait, did you saw the movie? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. And you saw it on a link? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And are you going to go see it again this weekend? Yes. I need We're your $14. Yes. <laughs> yes. Is that we what a movie's now? now? Well, well, I go to the matinee. Sorry. That's fair. Matinee. I need money for, for dim sum. I'll take know? it. I'll take your <laughs> matinee That $3 money. I save is <laughs> six dim sum. Back in my day, <laughs> movies were $5. Yeah. <laughs> and popcorn was a nickel. We're That's all, not true. I'm we're just all making this up. We're all the same. We're all similar days. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just FYI. You ladies are younger than me. Not by much. No. No. She's the youngest here. She's right. a millennial. She no, loves I that. knew you were going to fucking say that. I am not so, a millennial. I'm on the cusp. Do, <laughs> old soul. Did you curse? Yes. That was outrageous. Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be dealing with that for the rest of the day now. So let me ask you, did um, 
did do so do millennials dislike the catch on the rye? I'm not a millennial. I'm not one of the. But do you know any millennials? Yes. And do they dislike the catch on the rye? No, I don't know anyone that dislike. But it's not a normal conversation I have like on the regular. Because they're millennials. I will ask now. Well, yeah. And what? And and how do you feel about your millennial friends? No, I d- no, they're great. They're they great people, friends? and I, I have a lot of hope for the future because they're very smart, aware group of people. Uh-huh. All I'm saying is Catcher in the Rye is a very timeless story, so I don't really see how anyone could dislike it because it's relatable, as is your movie. Um, I love that. Me too. What a beautiful way to end. <laughs> she's she's always busting my balls. This is why this is great. Uh-huh. Always busting. No, my I just balls. had a few questions. Good. Here on Bitch Talk. That's right. Which will be on Empire coming soon. Right? Empire soon. That's There's right. no guarantees, ladies. So I, I was just going to say I we have I this. Uh, we have I got this really agreement. excited. It's a verbal contract. Yeah, I know, ladies. I don't Five know. Five foot two. We don't lie to each other. <laughs> we don't this lie. Height, at this we, got a, we got a brother sisterhood going That's on right. here. The five it's foot two. It's all eye to eye. Eye to eye. It is eye to eye. It is. It's all eye in the eyes. And do you wear heels a lot? Never. No. Never. I never look at pe- the hills around here. Yeah. We can't wear heels. Yeah. People uh, said, but, you know, why don't you wear lifts? And I'm like, why? So I'm five foot four. Oh, <laughs> there we go. Oh, then I'm the king. All of I a mean, sudden, works, I'm five foot four Prince, in my lifts. So Amazing. Totally fine. Prince was five two. Yeah, exactly. And Charles Manson. Wow. Oh, Michael why? J. Fox. I, I, see, love, I know yes. them all. I love Michael I can wow, do this all like, day long. High and, low, low, and then high and then low. Um, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Who else? I don't know. <laughs> Nicholas Holt? No. No, Nicholas Holt is 6'2". Kev- six, six Kevin Spacey? These guys no. are six feet tall. Oh. Sarah Paulson. <laughs> Sarah's tall. Really? Like Kevin five, Spacey's seven. tall? I didn't know that. This hmm. conversation took a weird turn. Why? <laughs> it's, it's Did you not know Charles Manson? Do I not know It was know five him? foot two? No, I didn't know he was that short. Yeah. Oh, Lawrence of Arabia. Really? Five foot three. Oh, so he was taller than us, is what you're saying. Yes, he's like a king to us. Yeah. That's why he was Lawrence of Arabia, because he had that extra inch. <laughs> you know, Charles Manson is right here across the bay, San yeah. Quentin. We really? should go say hi. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, Maybe that's your next prison. movie. I, mean, I think Quentin be. Tarantino's doing that movie. Yes, I think that you're yeah. Oh, a good friend of yours. I read that. My childhood video yes. score quirk. Shut I mean, up. that should be what? a movie. Me and Quentin? Or a web series. <laughs> yeah. Um, Me and Quentin at, Qu- at Quentin. It's, it's Quentin. Quentin. Me and Quentin go to St. Quentin. You guys tried to end this interview a while ago, and now it just got <laughs> well, daffy. No, it just, it's awesome. This is normally how bitch talk goes. Really? <laughs> yeah. Where did you start this? When did you start doing this? Five years ago. Five years ago. Yeah. How's it going? Is it successful? It's great, yeah. Are you guys I'm, killing it? We're killing well, it. Really we're sitting in a room cool. with you. What do Thank you think? You. Yeah. yeah, we're here. Uh, your chemistry is awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, we like each other. And then where, where does it run? I feel terrible. Is this horrible iTunes, that I'm asking all these questions? No, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Uh-huh. We're all there. And people yeah. download it? Yes, and they, they love do. it? Yeah. I get it. People write they in. They write us and everything. Do they? What it's do they really say? Weird. They say that they love us. <laughs> they say that they, <laughs> they do. I mean, I've we haven't had any. I've been 25 minutes and I get it. <laughs> we, I love you. We, <laughs> we haven't had any hate mail yet and I want it. Bring it. I want it. You want the hate mail? But I haven't seen any yet. Okay. Yeah. Um, We're controversial. Um, is it fun? Oh, I love it. Who's I mean, your we favorite get to interview? Ooh. Uh, Danny Strong. After me. Okay. Uh, Barry Jenkins. Barry. Yeah. Um, Jonathan Gold. I say that like I know him. I've never met him. <laughs> oh, you should. Okay. Jonathan great. Gold, food critic in L.A. He was amazing. Sure. Jane City Kim. of Gold. There's a documentary. Yeah, that's why Gold. we interviewed him. We interviewed mm-hmm. him in the director of that uh-huh. film. It was awesome. He's a good hugger, by the way. Yeah, she went and, in for the hug. And, it was um, a little awkward. Jane Kim, who's a local politician. Mm-hmm. She's she's a badass. Okay. Yeah. But we Those just had Jeremy Jasper on that direct, uh, directed uh, Patty Cakes. He was great. Okay. Yeah. 
Uh, there, there's hit. too many though. There's yes. too many. But I mean, we did have a guy named Robert Pattinson on a few weeks. Nice. Ago. Yeah. I just slip that in. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's fantastic in that movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh god. Good times. Is yes. that good yeah. times? Yeah. yeah. Good times. It's a really good, good movie. Period. Yeah. Good times was a show of my childhood. Great show. Yeah. I was yeah. just singing good that music. song this morning. Oh. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, Danny Strong. <laughs> Rebel in the Rye. <laughs> yeah. The story of J.D. Salinger writing The Catcher in the Rye. Yes. And then what the book did to him after it came out. Yes. Please go see it. Danny, come on Bitch Talk anytime. I'll be on weekly. Can we do... Can I have my own Bitch Talk corner? And you can call it Danny's corner? Yeah. Danny's Bitch corner? Danny's... And we normally... Danny's Bitchin' corner. I like it. We, know. <laughs> <laughs> we normally have whiskey, partake in whiskey while we do this in the studio. Do you drink mm. whiskey? Uh, I prefer tequila. Sure. Does Done. that bother you? No. no. Because tequila <laughs> kind of keeps me going while whiskey brings me down. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's an upper. Yeah. Right. The only upper of all the alcohols. Anyway... Okay, <laughs> well, go see <laughs> That's accurate. <laughs> go see Rebel on the Right and support Danny Strong. He's fucking yeah. awesome. Aw, thanks, ladies. And he's 5'2", just like us. 5'2", and killing it. 5'2", yeah. crew. Redefining sexy for the modern age. <laughs> right here on Bitch You're Talk. You're killing me. <laughs> we'll see you on the set of Empire. Thank All right. you. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. Uh, that was Danny Strong. We, well, we probably should address the fact that Ange <laughs> did the... Bitch, please. At the, at the beginning. Room. Oh, you're gonna, you're gonna. Ki- okay. I'm probably gonna leave that in there because, you know, the boss wants us to. Right. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, do what you want, producer. But, uh, anyways, anyway, <laughs> I think Danny Strong would actually like that. Bitch, please. Well, yeah, it probably leave it in was. There. It was a great start to the kind of interview that we just had. <laughs> <laughs> well, and now we have exciting news for all the listeners. Uh, bitch yeah. talk is coming to Empire. Yeah, so don't you worry, everyone. I mean, coming soon to we, a TV we have near a, you. We have a really good fan base now, but we're gonna have a really great fan base come <laughs> Empire. We know you've been wanting to see our faces, right? And our similar haircuts. So <laughs> I think that's why he asked us to be on the show. <laughs> Anyways, that was a silly interview, and we love Danny Strong. And he actually wants his own corner of the studio next time, and it's fine. Mm-hmm. We'll set him up. Uh, and he's welcome on any time. So thanks, Danny, for being on Bitch Talk. Again, episode 217 of the Bitch Talk podcast. If you like what you hear, rate and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. This podcast is created, hosted, and executive produced by Aaron Lim. My co-host is Angela Tabora, a.k.a. Captain Party. The show's edited by producer Shar. We're powered by GoTo Productions.